be attentive. Brethren, it is God who said, Let light shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light and the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in earth and vessels to show that the transcendent power belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair. Persecuted but not forsaken, struck down but not destroyed, always carrying the body of death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. For while we live, we are always being given up to the death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you. Since we have the same spirit of faith as he had who wrote, I believed and so I spoke, we too believed and so we speak, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. For it is all for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase in <coughs> to the glory of to you, the reader. and lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan, then Jesus said, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you who proclaims the gospel. Glory to you, O Lord. Glory to you. O 
Amen. The gospel today always really strikes me. These ten lepers, and as we know, leprosy was incurable. It meant that you were completely isolated from society. You couldn't go near anyone because it was contagious. They cried from a distance, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. You can imagine them all crying from a distance, crying loud enough that they can hear him from the distance, that he can hear them from the distance. They're desperate to be cured of their disease. And with the word, Jesus heals them. He says to them, Go and show yourselves to the priest. Now you would do that to show that you're cleansed. They weren't cleansed when Jesus said that. But as soon as they started walking towards the priest, they were cleansed. They were healed. And one of them turned back and it says, He saw that he was healed and he turned back, turned back praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving thanks. What a profound image of gratitude. Yet he was only one of the ten that was healed. Now most of us have never fallen on our face at the feet of someone in gratitude. I'm usually one of the other nine, too self-focused to give thanks. I may have asked for help, but once I got the help, I treated it like it was something that was expected. Yet gratitude, the giving of thanks, is essential to our existence. So I want to talk about three ways in which gratitude, or giving of thanks, profoundly affects our lives. To make it simple for you, I call it the three R's. Gratitude as a repellent, gratitude as a remedy, and gratitude as a rope. I'll offer some of the writings of our saints as witnesses to these essential roles of giving thanks in our spiritual lives. First of all, gratitude as a repellent. Thanksgiving makes jealousy, anxiety, sadness, anger, and other passions go away. You can't have the two in one space. Think about it. If you're angry in a car, you're driving down the road and someone angers you, but then you force yourself, give thanks to God, something, anything, but sincerely, and that anger will perish. Or you're anxious about work or about your children, you can turn and think about the ways in which God has provided for you, which God has given you the things which you didn't even expect, or the things that you desperately needed, and He provided those things, the ways in which He's guided your children even when you weren't thinking about it. And again, that anxiety lessens and weakens. Or jealousy, or depression, when you're in a spiritual rut, one of the best things that we can do is give thanks. Force ourselves to think of the ways in which we have received blessings from God. St. John Chrysostom says, Happiness can only be achieved by looking inward and learning to enjoy whatever life has. This requires transforming greed into gratitude. St. Ambrose of Optina says, We must begin with thanksgiving for everything. The beginning of joy is to be content with your situation. The beginning of joy is to be content with your situation. 
Right? Talk of giving thanks as a repellent. The opposite is also true. When we cease to give thanks, we become those things which would be repelled. We become anxious, we become angry, we become jealous. The more that we fail to see and be thankful for God's blessings, the more we descend into a downward spiral of bitterness and discontent. St. Peter of Damascus says, Our failure to get to know God's gifts has made us lazy. And this slothfulness has made us forgetful, with the result that ignorance prevails. We become wholly ignorant of the ways in which God has blessed us. Just think about how hard it is sometimes to give thanks to God. Like fishing around to find the things that we can give thanks to God for. This is because we have become slothful and forgetful about the blessings which God has given us. When we fail to use gratitude as a repellent against the passions, we instead become susceptible to them. Just think about money. When is there enough money? When do we have enough money? Does anyone here have enough money? You can raise your hand. The problem is not the amount of money. The problem is in here. So throw more money at the problem. Does that fix it? Of course not. Because the problem is in here. The problem is in our gratitude or our lack of gratitude, rather. Because we think that by getting more money, somehow we will be better off and everything will be fine. But in fact, if we can look at the things that we already have, that's what will make us find joy in our lives. So the spiritual ailment is addressed with thanksgiving. Gratitude is also a remedy. Because by giving thanks, we can turn a bad situation into a beneficial one. Now this is really powerful medicine. We all have frustrating and painful situations, times when people let us down, or when they are downright unkind or cruel to us. So what do we do with this? Do we just dwell in our misery and frustration? Or do we retaliate and then continue to feel unsettled? Someone once said that resentment is like drinking a poison and then hoping that the other person will get sick. Unfortunately, we're the ones left sick. Someone else's sin has caused sin in us. We carry that resentment and it's only making us sick and keeping our soul wounded. But there is another way. The remedy of gratitude. You see, when despite these painful, difficult situations, we can give thanks to God for other things, then we can begin to have the healing balm. Then we can begin to have our soul healed. And we can even take the, the more powerful medicine, and I admit this is hard medicine, which is the witness of the martyrs. They're giving thanks to God for the bad things. That's difficult. It's very difficult. But what we see in their lives is that when they're giving thanks to God for the struggles, for the toils, for the travail, then they're having joy in the midst of that. We can't even have joy when our lives are going well. And they're having joy when their lives, by our standards, are going pretty badly. Why? Because they are seeing thanksgiving as a remedy as what will turn those bad things into good. St. Anthony the Great said, 
The truly intelligent man is one who, whatever he may encounter in the course of his life, gives thanks to God for the compass and depth of his providential ordering of all things. He is able to see God's providence in all things, not just the good things, but in all things. He continues, For it is absurd to be grateful to doctors who give us bitter and unpleasant medicines to cure our bodies, or chemotherapy, or radiation, or all of the other horrible things we put our bodies through. And yet, we are grateful to doctors, but yet to be ungrateful to God for what appears to us to be harsh, not grasping that all that we encounter is for our benefit and in accordance with His providence. All things work to good to those who love God. St. Paul. The third way is gratitude as a rope that we grab onto and pull. When we pull onto gratitude, it draws us nearer to God. Think of someone who's been a benefactor to you. Think of like the biggest benefaction that you've had in your life. Someone who gives you a car, or gives you money for a down payment on a house, or forgives a loan, a big loan. Think of that person. We've all had these in our lives. What do you think of that person? How do you respond? Isn't there some sort of eagerness? Like a sense of unworthiness? A sense of indebtedness? Isn't that what we feel naturally when people do big things for us? Imagine if the person gave us a huge gift, like a house. What would you be like towards that person? And why are we not like that towards God? Give us our life. Is there anything more important than our life? I can't think of anything. In your bulletin, if you pull that out for a second, there's another quote from St. John Chrysostom. He says, Let us give thanks to God continually, for it is outrageous that when we enjoy His benefaction to us every single day, we do not acknowledge the favor with so much as a word. And this when the acknowledgement confers great benefit on us. So acknowledging the gift is no benefit to God, it's a benefit to us. He does not need anything of ours, but we stand in need of all things from Him. In point of fact, thanksgiving adds nothing to God, nothing to Him, but it brings us closer to Him. When we continually bring to mind the benefits of the Master towards us, we shall be more earnest with regard to His commandments. So what do His commandments have to do with it? So when we're filled with gratitude, it's easier to follow God's commandments. Now what are God's commandments? They're our path towards God. So we pull on this rope of gratitude and it helps us go down that path of following His commandments, which He has given us for one purpose, so that we can get close to Him. Not so that we can follow rules, not so that we can be good people, so that we can be closer to God. Thanksgiving is the rope by which we can approach Him. So how do we begin to enter a life of gratitude? Start with the little things. Thank you for this cup of coffee. Thank you for helping me to wake up this morning. Thank you for helping me to drive to work. Thank you for everything. 
St. Basil the Great says, When you sit down to eat, pray. When you eat bread, do so thanking God for being so generous to you. If you drink wine, be mindful of Him who has given it to you for your pleasure and as a relief of sickness, from sickness. When you dress, thank Him for His kindness in providing you with clothes. When you look at the sky and the beauty of the stars, throw yourself at God's feet, like in the Gospel, and adore Him who in His wisdom has arranged things in this way. Similarly, when the sun goes down and when it rises, when you are asleep or awake, give thanks to God, who created and arranged all things for your benefit, to have you know, love, and praise their Creator. So all of creation is here to point us towards God. How many of you have read the Akathis of Thanksgiving? If you haven't, read it. It is a profound testament to all of the things in creation which God has given us. And I'll finish with one little quote from that. This Akathist says, Lord, how good it is to be your guest. The delicately scented wind, the mountains stretching to the sky, the waters reflecting like infinite mirrors, the golden rays of sun, the airiness of clouds. All nature secretly whispers, full of tenderness, and even the birds and beasts bear the mark of your love. Blessed is the earth with its transient beauty, longing for the homeland which is eternal, and where an imperishable beauty rings out, Alleluia. So there's a starting point. Get out of ourselves and look up around us. Look at everything around us. See, even on this dreary, dismal day, you can go and look at the tiny little drops of rain hanging off of branches. There's so many things that we can see and give thanks to God for. Lastly, St. Mark the Ascetic says, Continually give thanks, lest you become useless. Remembering gifts of God makes our heart pricked. So may the continual act of gratitude prick our hearts. May it awaken us, bring us out of the stupor of our lives. May we turn towards gratitude as that which is a repellent against the passions, which is a remedy to every bad situation that we might see in our lives, and is also a rope upon which we can grasp and draw closer to our Lord. Amen.